gonna take a little time. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. And the old line to get him over. Wisconsin football analyst. I wanna know who loves him. Musical genius. I want you to show me. Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. Mark Tauscher now joins us live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Hamilton uh, back uh, at his home. As you'll, I think you'll, Are you back in the studio tomorrow or Friday? Which day is it, Matt Hamilton? I don't know. I feel, decided. When you feel like it. When I feel like it, when yeah. You, when you feel like it. Uh, Mark Tauscher on the phone. And, Mark, we got uh, the Packers here. Are, Matt's, Matt's got them now. He's got them winning nine games. So he's one win, and he's got it all <laughs> turned around here. But that was a weird game because the Rams are really bad. Uh, the Rams give up 23 points a game. The Packers scored 20 at home. But the offense looked better than it had at times. Still struggles to score points. I described the Packers' offense as a bend but don't break through offense, that it's really hard for them to score touchdowns, but they are sure as hell capable of getting the field goal range. So what do you think about this Packers' offense? Is, it, is that a stepping stone, or do you have to see what happens against Pittsburgh to really see if that was an aberration or if that's really a step forward? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's a stepping stone, but I think you, you look at it and – they moved the football, and yardage-wise, it was a pretty good day. But uh, you, you keep seeing the same things, and that's a bunch of penalties and turnovers, which you know young teams will have those mistakes. But I do think when you start looking at the sum of kind of the whole second half of these games, I think Green Bay's offense has shown that they have some signs that you can build off of. So uh, this week, obviously, going to be a huge test with Pittsburgh's defense and and what you know T.J. Watt and that group is going to have. You're going to learn a lot about where this team is. I still, uh, you know, for as much as I'd love to agree with Hambone, I kind of got fooled the first time around. <laughs> There's just too many errors and too many mistakes that this team makes. But with some of the injuries and the schedule that lies ahead, if Green Bay can come out of here 2-2, two and 3-1, two, and one, uh, yeah, I think you're looking at really good potential because I think the back end of the schedule obviously is really soft, but – it still comes down to, is this team getting better? And until last week, I would have answered you no. But I do think last week this team showed some things, especially in the second half, that with Aaron Jones in the game, you can build off of. And the O-line is getting better. I think it played it's one of its better games last week against Aaron Donald in that defense. So they'll need to do that again in order to try to come out of Pittsburgh winning a game. So, Tausch, I'm kind of curious – I've noticed that the Packers and Aaron Jones, when they give him the ball 25 times or more, they are 2-0. and And when he has less than that, they have a lot of losses, except for one, right? Who are the two teams My they beat? My question is, they beat the uh, Bears and they beat uh, – oh, oh, my gosh, why am I blanking? Last week, the Rams. Saints. They beat the Rams. New Orleans Saints. Yeah, New Orleans Saints. Wasn't it the first game when he beat the Bears and I he did, absolutely but, tore it up? Yeah, it was the first game, but I don't think the other one got it for. Yeah, I think and then it was he got the injured. Then it was the Rams. He was game. injured. It's the Rams yeah. and the Bears game. Yeah. I'm saying two times Maybe he's gotten opponents. 25 touches. They have gotten W's. Is that? Is like? Is it that easy, Matt Lafleur? Give him the ball. It's going to open the rest of the playbook up. Is it that easy? Because no, it looks no that doubt. Easy. I think that's 
that was the plan, I think, coming into the season. And I know everybody's gotten after the defense uh, at certain points this year, too. But this defense, other than the Detroit game and, you know, they're, I think Atlanta in the second half, it, they put this team in position to win every time they've been out. The offense has kind of let this group down. And that was kind of the way this team was built, right? I think Brian Gutekunst thought, O-line's going to be strong. Well, that hasn't been the case. I think they're getting better, but Debach being out and everything else. And then Aaron Jones is going to need to be the bell cow for this team. And he is, outside of the Bears game, he has been unavailable to do that with the hamstrings. So now he's healthy. They gave him a big dose last week. We heard LaFleur at the presser today say, uh, we're going to continue to do that. And A.J. Dillon's playing his role better. So running the football and being able to play action pass, that has always been the formula to help a young quarterback kind of get his feet in the ground. And that's going to need to be the case. If Green Bay is going to get to nine wins as Matt is hoping, uh, that's going to be need to be the formula to do it. Talking with Mark Tauscher, and um, I, I will agree with the idea that like they need to run the football more. But I think, Mark, you've said this before, like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and that's why I brought up the opponents. Because, like, Chicago's not punching anyone in the mouth, and the Rams are, are with Brett Rippett at the quarterback. You kind of felt like you had a lot of room for error. So this Pittsburgh one, again, going back to it, they're going to punch the Packers in the mouth, and then we'll see, does the floor revert back to throwing it too much because it gets a little bit, the plan goes out the window, or does he actually stick to it? I think that's the part I want to see is when it's actually against an opponent that is stopping the run for a little bit, can the coach have enough faith in the run game to just keep on doing it until uh, it breaks through. Because running, I guess, you obviously you play, but it seems like one of those things like you have to do it all game uh, or it's not going to work most of the time. Yeah, and you have to stay patient with it because it does get, you know, Pittsburgh's got a really good defense, and if they shut you down a few times, that doesn't mean you go away from it. But I really mm-hmm. think the storyline of this game is going to be, you know, is Green Bay's defense going to be up to the challenge? Because Pittsburgh's offense isn't very good. You know, we gave mm-hmm. Brett Rippon and the Rams offense, they were really bad. If Kenny Pickett plays, and they have some weapons, uh, is Green Bay's defense going to be able to do what it needs to do to win? Because I, I don't think anyone here thinks there's going to be a ton of points scored on Sunday. I think it's going to be an ugly – when Pittsburgh wins games, it's ugly. They haven't looked awesome offensively all year. Mm-hmm. So can re- Green Bay's defense do that? And then will Matt LaFleur stay patient with a running game that might struggle initially – that's going to be the formula to go into Pittsburgh and win, and then can you get a couple of big plays? Uh, that's, I think, where Green Bay is looking at it, and obviously I think that's how Pittsburgh is approaching it too. It's going to be who can do their game plan the best and probably the earliest because I do think anytime you get a lead, if somebody gets a two-score lead in this game, I think it's going to be really difficult for that team to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think – both teams obviously struggle to score, so having having a two-score lead on two offenses that I would say are below average in the NFL, that would definitely be a solid way to start. Do you think that there's anything, as a lineman, how do you guys, like, key in on a guy like Watt? Like, how how is the offensive line going to help Jordan Love, and how would you do it for Rodgers and the, uh, player, the quarterbacks you played with? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, the run game and play-action pass and keeping him – confused i think the last thing you want to do as an offensive lineman when you're playing a guy like tj watt is just sit back and say all right let's drop back and give five step drops and tj knows where jordan love's going to be all day i want to see him out Mm -hmm. on bootlegs i want to see him doing some rpo action 
I want to make sure T.J. Watt has to play the run and can't just pin his ears back and go against Zach Tom all game one-on-one. So whether you bring a tight end and chip and you have a running back over there, you want to make uh, give him as many looks as possible, always with the thought of what we don't necessarily want to tip what we're going to be doing. I want to make T.J. really feel like there's a tight end there, there's options, and it's not just, I'm going to line up and go one-on-one with an offensive tackle all day. I think that's a recipe that Green Bay doesn't want to have. Uh, switching to the Badgers, I mean, Northwestern is a team that Wisconsin should beat, but they should have beaten Indiana. Um, so what needs to happen? I was obviously, from a fan perspective, demoralizing loss. I'm sure that kind of shook some of the confidence the team had after a comeback win against Illinois and a, I thought a really good performance against a better Ohio State team. So uh, what do you think needs to change? And also, is there a chance that Mordecai plays? Because to me, if he dresses on the road, he's got to be close. Yeah, th- I mean, those are all good questions. I think from from a standpoint, you need to get – some positive energy and offensively they're just the lack of explosive plays we saw Bryson Green get the one big throw Uh and everything else has just been so difficult this year and it doesn't matter if it's been Tanner Mordecai or if it's been Brayden Locke playing quarterback yeah you need to get some explosive plays and you know depending what Braille and Allen status is going to be you're asking a third string running back to kind of carry the load I I really think getting some big plays and, again, I think this game is going to be very similar to the Packer-Pittsburgh game. I don't think they're going to be a ton of points. I think this is going to be looked at as whose defense can make a play, whose special teams can make a play. Because when you're down as much as Wisconsin is skill-wise, you have to find ways, creative ways, blocking punts and returning kicks. You need to find some big splash plays. You can't ask this offense right now to do a ton of 75-80 yard drives you're just asking too much to do that consistently. So I think it's very similar to where Green Bay is going to need to be to beat Pittsburgh. Uh, Mark, before I let you go, uh, I'm sure you saw this. Or I mean, big win for offensive linemen that Jason Kelsey from the uh, Eagles was at least a finalist for uh, Sexiest Man Alive, according to People Magazine. That's got to be a big boost to the, uh, the it factor <laughs> for offensive linemen. It's about time. I mean, I think you've seen – You've seen, you know, all these actors and, you know, model types win this. And I know Jason didn't win it, but I think his influence and what he's been able to do with that podcast and, you know, just the whole deal, I think it's about time some big fellas get a little love when it comes to the sexiest man alive. And I think Jason Kelsey's a pretty good rep to do it. (laughs) Thanks as always, Mark. We appreciate the time. Sounds good. That's Mark Tosh brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Uh, go there and get something custom, because custom means more, especially when it comes from Chalmers Jewelers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.